Second day of spring practice in the books. Uh, Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, myself, Bobby Burton. We were there uh, this morning for the media window viewing uh, portion of the program. It And uh, in this week's state of the program, that's what we're going to talk about. Eric, it was your first time seeing the team this spring uh, in its full glory. What were your thoughts? Uh, the, the very first note I took was that Dre Bledsoe looked more like an in, interior defensive lineman to me. And, and five minutes after they were going through warm-ups, he was over there working with the interior defensive lineman. So that, that was good to see. You know, obviously they have um, some holes to fill at at 3-Tech. It's been a little bit of a concern with the losses they had to Moro Ojimo and Keandre Coburn. The question is, are they robbing Peter to pay Paul uh, at edge? And so that's something to, to watch uh, long-term. I thought the cornerbacks and the, and the nickels looked look really good. Uh, Jalen Gilbo was warming up, didn't have a knee brace on, doing the plyometrics and stretches. Uh, didn't see him working out, but obviously he's, he's, he's still not missing whatever workouts he can do. He looks great. Uh, Terrence Brooks, I thought if you just looked at all the corners uh, on the hoof, he would be the one that stands out to you, even, even more so over Ryan Watts. Uh, Austin Jordan looks amazing. Um, even though the younger guys that, that are a little more slight of build, like Malik Muhammad and Xavier Bryce, you know, Bryce can, can make up with it with length, and, and Muhammad is putting on muscle. He's, he's, a, he's a leaner guy, but I wouldn't call him a hard gainer. So he's put on weights. I think the cornerbacks uh, and star are just, you know, loaded. They're, and that, that's going to help with uh, any issues that might, might arise at, at safety. Um, you know, I thought Quinn Ewers looked really good. <laughs> we were standing pretty close to each other when he let loose a couple of those out routes that uh, really caught our attention. It looked like uh, NFL draft. Uh, it looked like the pro day we'll see on Thursday, or a lot of schools will have it in the coming days. Uh, it's just, you know, just the ball just jumped out of his hand and he hit him right on the money. Uh, Worthy looked good handling the ball. Um, you know, overall, it's just um, it, it's, you know, I said that this was the year that they would uh, start to win, win uh, like in the ways that remind us of the old days. And uh, nothing I saw at practice today would really dissuade me from that opinion. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's a perfect roster yet. They still have a long way to go. As you said earlier this morning, they've got the pieces. They just need time. Yep. Uh, Eric, I'm going to ask you some more questions, uh, more pointed questions uh, about the practices and what you thought. But first, we want to say thank you to our uh, State of the Program sponsor, and that's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. The Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for its clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any kind of catastrophic event. Adam is who you want to call. Uh, call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, we appreciate his sponsorship. Eric, uh, the, the thing that uh, you and I came back to a, a couple times as we were talking this morning after practice, uh, just how good they are at quarterback, but they're not refined yet. They're still both – I mean, look, Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning have a, the world of, of talent. They're, they're both future NFL guys if, as long as, you know, knock on wood, they, don't, they stay relatively healthy. At some point, those two guys are going to be able to take this team in places that we just – you know, quarterback is the most important position on the team. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian. What were your thoughts seeing those two guys side by side today? You mentioned some dimes that that yours was dropping. Uh, Arch looked really good on some stuff over the middle. I mean, I, it's a it is a rare problem to have in yeah. college football when you have two guys that can throw the football like this. Yeah, I was walking by a longtime uh, Texas administrator when they were throwing, and I said, "Can you believe this quarterback room?" And he goes, "No, not really." <laughs> and it, it is hard to believe that that they have those guys, uh, you know, and it's fun to see them at this youthful age. You know, I think, um, you know, 
I don't want to get out over my skis yet, but it is, they are the type of talents that you think you'll be telling people that you saw, you know, 15 years from now or 20 years from now. Uh, the, the ball is just, uh, you know, jumps out of Ewer's hand. And then uh, Arch is just so smooth. You know, he had a couple wayward throws today, but but everything else, his mechanics are good. He'll, he'll refine that. Um, I was just, you know, I was most excited to watch Ewers because I think that's the most important player uh, going into next season, not just because he's the quarterback, but because, uh, he he sets the ceiling for the the, the offense, um, you know. So I was excited to see him him have have good success. Jonte Cook looked good catching the ball too. It wasn't just worthy out there. Uh, Jordan Winton caught a long bomb down the sideline lines with uh, Jade Barron. That was an absolutely beautiful throw uh, that we didn't see nearly enough of last season. Uh, so I think uh, you know the 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 first impressions from viewers are lining up with what we'd have been hearing about uh, winter off season of him just looking better, taking everything extremely seriously, and and trying to take take the next step as a leader. Um, Jerry and I pointed out Alfred Collins looking a little bit different. A little bit yeah, more, so too. yeah, a little, just a little bit more broad, not necessarily broad shoulder, but definitely more defined in the upper body. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that right off the bat. Um, because I was trying to, I was kind of uh, comparing him to Jare Bledsoe. Obviously, Alfred's a bigger guy, but uh, I think Jare is more of a muscular guy. And uh, I was noticing that you know, there wasn't quite the big difference that I would see as far as uh, you know, definition and, and tone. So I think a lot of yeah, most of the guys I saw look toner, um, leaner. I thought, you know, even Terrence Brooks, is, is, he was uh, quite – he got up to about 208 pounds last season. Uh, he's probably down around 200, but he's lean, and, and, and they're, they're just muscled up. I mean, J um, Jalen Ford was in the uh, press availability today, walked right by me, and he's only two inches taller than me and 25 pounds heavier than me, but it felt like five inches taller and 50 pounds heavier. <laughs> um, He's just a just a big strapping kid, and you know uh, David Benda. You know we we all uh, wait to see if he can have a breakout this season, uh, but he has definitely not been lacking time in in the workouts. Um, you know it was interesting to see the disparity between those two seniors and the two brand new freshmen. Uh, it's not to say anything about their football ability or their, it's just the the amount of development they've had in the college program is is stark. And you know Hill and Lafau will get there, uh, but the, the maturity isn't quite the same. Speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. We have a special going on right now at Inside Texas, four months for just $10. It's an introductory offer only, uh, only for new subscribers. So please uh, give us a shot uh, and uh, try a subscription to InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, did you get a chance to watch the offensive line much today? Initial thoughts there? I did not see much of the offensive line. I, uh, I had I even had trouble looking. I think they were pretty far away from, uh, from our view. Uh, I know we've, you know, we'll definitely be getting some insider notes on, on those guys, but no, I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of them. Christian Jones was the other player in the availability today and, you know, six, five, 320 pounds or whatever he is, but he's got traps now, you know, it's like, it just, it's just more of a uh, goes to show you that they're putting in the work with the, with the right lifts. It, it takes time, right? It's not, uh, that's one of the things I, I keep saying to people, like they have a lot of talent on offense. The mm -hmm. receiver room alone is just when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply light years from what it was two years yeah. ago. Um, but, you know, it takes time and, and effort to get there. Jordan Whittington looks like a senior. Adonai Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, looks like a, a junior, right? Yeah. Because he'd been in the weight room this whole time. So those yeah. young guys like Jonte Cook have to have to get to 
some time uh, on their side, so to speak. And it just doesn't happen overnight. They, I, they have a, a lot of those guys just have an amazing starter kit. You know, John Say is going to be a muscled up dude by the time he gets out of it. You know, take a picture of him now and, and check him out three years from now. Uh, even Malik Muhammad is going to have quite a bit of muscle, and Anthony Hill is going to going to blow up and look look like Jalen Ford eventually. It's uh, but you know, just elite starter kit. Cedric Baxter is another one that's going to be 225 pounds of pure ferocity. Anybody else that you would would have picked out and said, "Hey, I think this guy's made a step forward." Hmm. Let me see. I didn't see much of the safeties. Um, you know, Austin Jordan looked really good to me. I, I mentioned him earlier. I, yeah. I think he's, he's ready for playing time, and obviously he's going to get a, a lot of reps this season with Jalen Gilbo uh, being very limited. Uh, they'll, you know, they like to rest their guys that they – not rest them, but they don't put as much workload on the guys that are knowns. You know, I think we all know that Jade Barron is a known. So I think we'll, we'll hear some good things about Austin Jordan. Um, you know, I thought Gavin Holmes was uh, a little bit more, more muscled up than I, than I was expecting, too. You know, you're hearing that he's weighing 165 pounds, and it didn't, that didn't really square with some of the pictures I saw with him at, at Wake Forest. So I thought he looked pretty good today, too. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. You know, I put my eyes on a lot of them, uh, which <laughs> part of the job, unfortunately. Um, but you, know overall, I, you know who I think looks slightly better? And I, I noticed it today. Uh, Gunner Helm. Okay. He, he now obviously he's number two tight end, and, and so, but yeah. I think he's. Well, I, I think we thought both looked a little bit more physically mature. Him and Jatavian. Yeah. I, I watched Helm. Uh, I watched those guys running routes, uh, or you know, doing agility drills. I thought both looked good, but uh, Jatavian just looked a year older. And you know, it's only been four months, but this is a uh, this is the time they really make up ground because they don't they don't do nearly as much lifting in the, during the season, and then and they tend to lose weight over the course of the season. So they put it back on, and, and they try to put on a little bit more each year. Uh, Jatavian looked just a little bit year, uh, just a little bit more mature. I didn't take a close look at Gunner, but I did see him running routes and he looked good. Yeah, I, I felt like that was a good thing. Uh, so speaking with you, this is the state of the program. So we can't just talk only about the football program and only about practice. Uh, you guys put some RPM picks in today for some Texas players, not just yourself, but uh, Jerry, Justin, uh, a couple of you guys. Tell us a little bit of, and that's the recruiting stuff. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about the guys that uh, y'all put some RPM picks in for and, and uh, really so why you're thinking the way you are on some of them. Yeah, I went with uh, Daniel Cruz, uh, offensive lineman. And, and my reasoning is that, uh, you know, Sark or, uh, Flood has just prioritized them. Kyle Flood has. And, and when he prioritizes a guy like this, um, you know, good things tend to happen. That's how I landed the last class. That's how he's able to capitalize on the 2022 class late because he had strong relationships and he never he never gave up even though things looked a little bleak there at times. Um, I just I, I don't find it I find it impossible that anybody's recruiting Daniel Cruz half as hard as Kyle Flood is. And normally when you recruit a kid that hard, it lets them know that uh, very clearly that you have a plan for their success. Uh, you have their 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 whole career mapped out for them pretty much. Uh, and all you know the timing of of a center is probably going to look pretty favorable to Cruz too. Uh, so that one makes a lot of sense to me. I think, uh, you know, there's a couple other guys put in for uh, Jared Gibson. I, you know, I just didn't want to play follow the leader on that. I would, you know, I've, I've said that, you know, I think a month ago I said I would pick Gibson if, if I had a gun in my head. Um, it, it just, you know, to shard choice, once he gets his hooks in you, I, I think it's over with. I've never seen, uh, I don't think I've seen a recruiter have a better handle on a recruitment, a, even a, a very difficult recruitment like he had on Cedric Baxter's uh, last season. Um, you know, every time that rumors would pop up, Baxter would come out and say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm solid. Um, just he was just always right on the ball. Um, 
And so I can see Jerry, Jerry Gibson there, no doubt. I didn't see did uh, did Jerry drop some yet? I know he was looking at maybe a basketball one. Yeah, he he's talking about a basketball one. We'll save that for to let him do that when he does it first on Inside Texas uh, sure. to make sure we don't steal his thunder. But yeah, that's what we're hearing talking about basketball. Uh, Eric, the Longhorns' first game in the uh, Big Twelve tournament is this Thursday. Um, Rodney Terry is coaching for his job. Uh, yeah. Maybe not in this tournament. Right. The Big 12 tournament, but in the next one, uh, right. which is the NCAA tournament, Texas looks like they're a two seed. Uh, does is the, I've, I've, I'm hearing a prevailing thought, and you tell me whether you think this is true or false. I'm hearing a prevailing thought that if Rodney Terry gets the team to the Sweet 16, he may be the Texas basketball coach next year as well. Is that kind of does that square with what you're hearing? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I, I think we were hearing that a couple of weeks ago, uh, even. In fact, you know, the lead eight, they're going to. But, you know, that's to me, it's a it's a bad way to run the process. They should have a very good understanding of, uh, you know, the type of job he's doing. Uh, I think he just won uh, Sporting News Coach of the Year today, uh, which, you know, I didn't know Sporting News was still around. But that's quite the honor. Uh, you know, I, I think well deserved. You know, he came in under very tough circumstances um, and really kept things going when everybody thought, you know, they were about to. Uh, fall apart and, and kind of uh, lose their focus. They, they didn't. They did anything but. And, uh, you know, it's had a, he's had a very difficult conference slate that he's navigated very well. Um, and so I think that conference slate probably to me would matter more than, you know, if it's a, a one point loss in the in the round of 32, you know, it, it, if he makes a sweet 16, he if they score another bucket, a game winner, they, he keeps his job. But if he, they don't, he, he loses his job. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's a, that's a poor process. Um, I think the conference slate, um, I think their, 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 their observance from the inside of the program is, is what needs to really guide their decision making there. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I, you know, it's going to be, you know, if he, if he makes it to the elite eight, you got to keep the guy. Texas has barely ever made it to the elite eight. Yeah, uh, no, only three times, I think in the last uh, 25 years or so. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Eric, uh, want to say congratulations also to the lady Longhorns. They won the big 12 uh, championship. Uh, as part of uh, representing Texas uh, and women's basketball. Congrats to them. Uh, I want to finish with uh, one more question on uh, the football team. How much more talented are they today than two years ago? And is all of that talent primarily young talent? That's, I, I, I go, I keep going back to that, but that's, I mean, if we could fast forward one year, Right now, I feel like Texas would be just a. I, I mean, they they just have a lot of talent. It's just so much of that special talent is young. Yeah, you know the the guys that have remained are talented. You know, uh, Sark has kind of massaged right. the people out that that aren't. You know, the the, the remaining players from 20, 2019 and twenty twenty are talented players. Uh, there's just not a lot of them, and so um, experience is still lacking a little bit. Now, now they do return a very good nucleus on defense because they had to play young guys early last season. Uh, so there's some experience on new, uh, on on defense, uh, and you know there's some experience on the offensive line now too. 
Um, so uh, there's definitely a imbalance between the, the talent in the lower ranks and just the amount of bodies in the, in the upperclassmen. There's just not a whole lot of them. Uh, the portal does help out with that. Uh, Gavin Holmes brings some experience. Jalen Catalan, uh, A.D. Mitchell, they both bring experience and talent. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's an imbalance so far. And, and you know, one more class is going to push the 2022 class up, and it'll keep moving up. If they keep recruiting at this, uh, at this rate, you know, we'll be talking about a full roster that's talented and experienced, really, other than the, the players that, that just came into the program. All right. I have one more question for you that, that uh, relates to uh, football. Uh, first, I want to say uh, one final thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam Lowy is helping injured Texans. Uh, if you've been injured or uh, hurt in a workplace or car accident, uh, give Adam a call. Uh, Adam's number is two, uh, excuse me, 512-280-0800. You can get a few free consultation from him there or reach him at the Lowy Law Firm at Lowy Law Firm. Dot com. Uh, Eric, uh, one final question for you. Uh, weak spots. We, we talked a lot about the good stuff, right? And mm-hmm. maybe a little bit about the weak stuff with the inexperience or youth. What is the overall weak spot of this Texas football team? Just looking at it today. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is experience. Uh, but if you're talking about a position, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be curious about edge uh, outside of uh, Baron Sorrell. Sorrell's a known uh, and I think he's going to have an even better year than he had this past season. He's bigger and stronger. You like seeing him uh, weighing up there around 260 pounds. Uh, by his senior year, we're going to be talking about a really good player at about 270 pounds. Uh, but, you know, there's just not a lot of experience at the position. So that's probably my biggest concern. I'm, you know, I'm starting to buy into David Benda taking a little bit of a jump at will and at least setting a good floor there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how, how Buck and Jack play out uh, besides Baron Sorrell. What about you? Who do you have? I well, I I would agree with you on Sorrell. Uh, talk about a guy that may have made a jump. Like he made a good jump last year. Yeah, physically he's made this. He's made a similar transition almost physically from J.T. Sanders, except for J.T. Sanders was really not necessarily in shape to all of a sudden in shape last year, right? Um, Baron Sorrell has never been out of shape per se, yeah. right? Very hard worker. Yeah. But he's, to your point, he's got more seasoning on him, right? It's yeah. it's it's one of those things, and I I agree with that. I I do believe it's edge outside of Baron Sorrell, um, because I I just don't know if Justice Finkley is a natural at that position because he doesn't have long arms, right? Yeah. And he's not oversized, so I think he's going to do well against the run. I think he can cause pileups. You know, maybe not a high tackle volume guy, but I think he's going to protect the the new will a little bit. But yeah, you know, length obviously helps versus the run too. But he does have power. Uh, he's, he's strong in his lower body. Uh, but you know, edge rush is a huge uh, a huge issue. You know, we saw really only Sorrell. What he had five and a half, and I think Agufo only had a one and a half sacks, and that should be your highest volume uh, position. So. Definitely a question going into the season. We'll get some more clarity on that. They'll keep moving pieces around until they figure it out. Yeah. Ethan Burke looked okay to me, he's, he's, but he's still young and mm-hmm. raw. Uh, Colton Vosick is probably a year away from really being a factor. And he may, I mean, his body type, he may eventually move inside. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
He's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, him, I saw him on special teams and he was running well at his size today. So that, that was a good sign. Yep. Um, uh, and then Jamon Tap, obviously, out there as well. We'll have to see how it all goes. Uh, those are the those are our thoughts, though, I think, at, at this point in time. Uh, Eric, anything you want to close with? Uh, just uh, remind people about our coverage this coming week. Anything like that? Um, no, I think it's Sark's birthday today. Um, Sark, if you're if you're watching this, and I know you are, buddy, uh, let us have some more uh, availabilities like we had today. That was a lot of fun to get all the all the IT guys out there and, and see the competition a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was always a good time. I, I really enjoyed it. Yep. Happy birthday to Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, also, I want to say this: uh, Pro Day tomorrow uh, for the Longhorns, one o'clock. Uh, over at um, uh, the bubble, practice bubble, uh, is where those guys will be at, uh, along with numerous uh, NFL executives. Uh, and then they return to practice. The football team returns to practice uh, Friday at 8 a.m. as well. All right, that's going to do it for this week's State of the Program. Uh, for Eric Nalene, publisher of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. Okay. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.